fashion insider friends what is up this is the fashion crimes podcast where i cover all things fashion style shopping style inspiration and interview incredible small business owners who are changing the fashion industry for the better yes i'm the best friend you never knew you needed and the poster child for fashion over 40 and i mean way after 40 say it with me fashion and style are your friends not your enemies I'm Holly Cates, your favorite personal stylist, and let's keep it real, the only Holly you need to know. Turn it up, because I got a lot to say, and I am super stoked you're here. What's happening, my fashion besties? Hope all is right in the world with you and your wardrobe this week. Anyone been anywhere good? How fabulous have you had to look this week? Let's be honest, I have not been anywhere other than home. And me going to the gym has been the extent of me getting dressed this week. It's all good. Sometimes you need to take a, quote, around the house clothing inventory. Fashion definition of around the house clothing. These are things that you don't wear out over the threshold, but stuff you like to be comfortable in around the house. I haven't addressed this yet as a full episode, but don't worry, I will. Fun fashion fact. What you wear to bed and around the house is just as important as what you wear out the door. Please hold all your comments and questions till the end, please. Now, I know what you're thinking right now while you're cussing me out and telling me how much fucking nerve I have and what you wear to walk the dog into sleeping is none of my business. But you see, it actually is though, because I creep into every single facet of your life, what you wear to work, what you work out in, what you wear to bed, your bathing suits. I make sure you're wearing the right socks. I mean. The list goes on and on and on. I'm always asking like one of my friends about her underwear and she's always like, get out of my underwear drawer. And I'm like, I can't. I have to know that you're wearing the right underwear. I mean, first off, that's a true friend. Okay. Second of all, friends don't let friends wear shitty underwear. That also shows VPL, which is visible panty lines. And honestly, as much as I preach about wearing the right undergarments, you can't expect me not to be nosy enough to want you to wear good pajamas and stuff to sleep in. I mean, have you met me? Duh, of course I'm going to ask you about that. It all started when I was wearing my stepson's like old sports t-shirts and things that they got at games as, you know, giveaways, stuff like that I was wearing to bed. And then I realized one day I was like, um, this is not sexy. So... I started to really up my pajama game. And now understand this does not mean, you know, expensive or designer stuff. It just means better quality. So I'll go into this much more on another episode when I can get an expert on this topic to back me up so y'all don't think I'm making this shit up. I'm just saying. It's really important that you feel like you least like what you're sleeping in. And it's comfortable and it fits you properly. For me, I can only speak for myself. I feel better when I'm wearing at least like a set, right? That looks decent, a mix of practical yet comfortable with a splash of sexy. Something, of course, that is machine washable, duh, that isn't going to be like some old lady shit. Alrighty then, moving on. That was just a small little pajama lesson, but people are very particular about what they like to wear to bed. But if you're not that particular, I just like to steer you in the direction of matching sets because it does make you feel better. In this episode, we're going to address pressing client issues that, honestly, we have been receiving through our DMs and our emails. Honestly, it just makes me so happy that y'all are actually writing in and asking for help. 
I love that you're reaching out and asking because A, this is how you learn and B, this is how your style evolves because your style should be evolving and C, this is pretty much unanimous so nobody knows who you are. So people ask a lot more freely when there's no name attached, okay? You got to write like nobody's reading it, just saying. Also, I want to throw out a sidebar, okay? In all seriousness, it's okay that you need help or you're just not sure or you don't really know how to do this or you do that when it comes to style. Women are supposed to have it all, including knowing how to look good, defy their age, and working until they literally can't in their later years. But look, you're either born with a shopping gene or not. If not, this is a learned skill that you can master just like anything else. The number one complaint I get from people is that they hate shopping. If I had a dollar for every time somebody said that to me, they hate shopping for two reasons. Number one, they think nothing fits their body. So now their body is weird. And two, they don't know what they're looking for. I just want to say this. I don't know how to do your job. So why should you know how to do mine? Just because you're a woman, you should automatically know how to shop, what looks good on you. I mean, honestly, if it were only that easy, if you aren't sure what to do, you come to the right place. So kudos to you on that. Taking time to figure out what you like and what to shop for, it comes easy for some, not to most. In all honesty, I'd rather have you try and miss than not try at all. If I lined up 100 people, 20 of those people, they look good, they got it, they like to shop, they go for it, they evolve their style with their age, They're naturally excelling in life. Fashion and style is fun to them. Great. They enjoy getting dressed. That would be someone like me. I enjoy getting dressed. Style is fun for me. I like to shop. I enjoy shopping. And I like mixing it up. Even when I was living in New York, single, talk about a shoestring budget. There was no shoestring. It was a non-existent budget. What I could afford on my salary, I shopped at Goodwill. And the Goodwill is, I mean, king in New York City because a lot of companies donate to Goodwill. So they have a lot of new clothes with the the tags on it. So I was constantly going to Goodwill, getting new stuff all the time, $5, $10, $20, $25. And I was rotating my wardrobe consistently. So I was doing that on a Goodwill budget. If you make more than I did, which was not very much 10, 15 years ago, you can keep your wardrobe rotating. Out of those 20 people, they got it. 60 of those people, y'all know how to put an outfit together. Yes, but you don't enjoy shopping and y'all get stuck in a style rut. Yes, you might take an occasional shopping trip out of sheer life-threatening circumstances. Like if you get divorced, you got a new job, you have to go to an event, something like that. That's going to force these 60 people into the snake pit of an overwhelming department store where they go in the door and say, oh my God, Newsflash, I haven't shopped in 15, 20 years. What do I do? I hate this. Someone get me out of here. I'll just order something online. You know, the last 20 of those 100 women, they don't know. They don't care. They opt out of fashion altogether. They're never going to change. They're never going to wear makeup. They're never going to cut their hair. That's not who we're addressing here. I'm talking really to those 60% of y'all right in the middle. You want to look good. You really want to look good. You feel like you look good enough to get by, but you're not by any means considered someone who enjoys fashion and clothes. But understand this, it's human nature to want to look good and feel good in general about who you are 
and what you look like. I mean, my friends, society is superficial whether you like it or not or whether you believe it or not, okay? What you wear sends a message to the world about how you feel about yourself on that particular day. Why, honestly, not every day is going to be a home run, obviously. It's important to have a wardrobe that supports and enhances who you are today. You shop for the body you have today, not 10 pounds from now, not 20 pounds from yesterday, today. Also, you need to evolve your style as you age. People hate it when I say this too. If you haven't evolved, if you look the exact same as you did 10 years ago, the same fucking haircut and same clothes, you're stuck in a style rut. Maybe it's not you, but I know you know someone just like this. And I want to be very clear. If I look at pictures of you from 15 years back and you look the exact fucking same, you have yet to have a style evolution. Look, style is work, just like anything else. But the more you practice, the less brain space it takes up, just like learning anything else. So listen up to these questions to see if you can relate. You might just learn from someone else's fashion mistakes. Okay, first question. Dear Holly, I usually wear basics in neutral colors, but recently I've been in the mood to try something more stylish. How do I do this without embarrassing myself? Okay, this question, I'll be honest, it really hurts my heart and I'll tell you why. This is somebody who obviously has been in their fashion comfort zone most of their lives. This is completely obvious, but... As I've talked about this before, when you shop for color and for price, this is called shopping backward. I literally have a flow chart for this. Shopping forward means this. You shop for fit first. And if you've listened to several of my podcast episodes, you know that you have to shop for fit first, which means you're dressing for your body type, which means you know what your body type is. You're aware, which also means that you aren't trying a new quote, I'm doing air quotes here, color, thinking that that's a great way to get yourself out of your comfort zone because you don't shop for color, you shop for fit. When you have so many neutrals that trying something else is a risk for you, let's start at number one, okay? Look at pictures on department store websites and look at styles that interest you. Pick one item. Department store websites make it super easy. If you go to the drop-down menu, that's exactly what it says. Best sellers, new styles, what's hot, what's trending, new for fall, new for winter. Start there. You pick one item out of your wardrobe, one item. Maybe it's a jean or it could be a shoe or a dress. Start small and choose one item to try. So hypothetical here, let's try a dress. So let's just say you picked out three dresses that you like. Great. Dependent on your body type, sidebar, please go back and listen to episode 97 on how to dress right for your body type. Then you're going to decide which one you like best, dependent on the fit. Then you're going to go the next step, which is coordinating a look with your new dress as the base. You're going to then figure out which type of shoe you want to wear with it, the jewelry and a bag. And boom, you got yourself a cohesive look that was actually a calculated move not blindfolding yourself and trying to hit the fucking dartboard, okay? You cannot embarrass yourself for trying. So I want to be very clear about that. If you're afraid of embarrassing yourself, that means you are worried 
about what everybody else thinks just because you're going to show up in the world a little bit different. People want you to dress in a way that makes them feel comfortable. And it's subconscious. It's not conscious. But when you do something different, people are going to notice. I just want to be clear about that. People are going to say something to you. And especially if they feel uncomfortable about it, they're going to make you feel like you're being embarrassed. But just know that's not true. When you break out of your comfort zone, that gives you power. And then the people that don't support that are going to fall away. I'll say that again. You cannot embarrass yourself for trying. Just know that. Also, asking for help in the store, something I preach about time and time again, that's something that you should go straight in and ask for some for help from someone. People work in stores for reasons, not just to ring you up. Ask for help. Also, it is okay, and I know people that do this, that go straight up to the mannequin and say, yeah, wrap it up, okay? You don't have to stray from what the store has put together if you actually like that the way it's already styled. If you like the way it looks on the mannequin, get it. That That's okay. It, you know, for the person who submitted this question, I want you to know this. You're getting an internal whisper that you do need an energy shift. If you ignore it, it will fester until you burst and then you're going to run out and do something really crazy like dye your hair blue. Believe me, I've seen it. Or throw all your clothes away. I've seen this too. Do not ignore this. The first step is awareness. You're getting this knock on your head like, hey, you look boring. Let's try something new, okay? And lastly, having a style that's predictable and repetitive is like eating the same fucking thing for 15 years. If you're wearing the same thing for 15 years, it's like eating the same thing for 15 years. Getting unstuck, it's universal fashion law. It will create positive change in every area of your life. I can't tell you, I can only show you. It's universal fashion law that this, what goes up must come down. So if you change for the better, you know, you're gonna get a positive reaction. You're gonna feel differently. And once you're more updated, people will feel and see your energy shift. Style and fashion, these are tools that can get you ahead in life, not leave you behind. Okay, I hope that helped you guys. And for the person who wrote that question, keep it coming. That was a great question. I know you have more. Please submit more. And if that answer could help someone you know, please pass it on. Okay, next question. Dear Holly, I love your podcast. Thanks. Oh my God, love you too. I try to listen as often as I can. Loving that journey for you. Where I get confused is I really want to get something new, but we're on a budget with three kids and I cannot justify spending a lot of money on clothes. No one really dresses up here in my area. Every time I think of getting something new, I get flustered and never buy anything and end up wearing the same sort of thing consistently. How can I improve my style without feeling like I'm spending too much money? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. This is a good one. This goes back to my very first soapbox sermon. This is a classic case of you needing a session with the selfish coach. And that selfish coach, that's going to be me. First of all, I hear you. I work with people like you all the time. And it's a terrible, terrible feeling to feel like you're spending a little money on you. That's going to create more guilt than happiness. 
So let me put it to you straight. Regardless of your budget, I was just talking about how I shopped at Goodwill and I made that shit look good, okay? Regardless of your budget, whatever budget you're on, as a mother who's consistently giving to your family and giving to others, if you don't give to yourself first, you're going to have nothing left to give to your family. You're going to snap. You're going to join a band. You're going to run off to Vegas, so forth, so on, and what have you, okay? So let's try to keep that from happening. Let's talk about your role in your family. And as a sidebar, four out of five women I work with, they really honestly do feel this way. So you're not alone, not by a long shot. As a mother, you're supposed to create miracles out of thin air, catch people when they fall, be everything to everyone. And by the way, you're supposed to be happy about it. Okay, let's call it what it is. This is not the 1950s. You're not cleaning the house in heels. You're not standing there with a martini when your husband gets home, handing him the newspaper. You're going to claim and get your power back. This is how you do it. You're going to reverse the order. I like to call it flip the script. You will reverse the order of the food chain in your house. You are the alpha. End of story. You will put your needs first. Remember that saying, if mama's not happy, no one's happy. That is exactly what I'm talking about. And if this means going shopping for new clothes, this is exactly what you're going to do. You're going to figure out what you can spend and what is most pressing for you. Meaning, do you need new jeans? Do you need new shoes? Do you want a new bag? Do you want new everything? You're going to carve out that time and then you're going to make it happen. You're going to make a list, meaning you're going to get a real piece of paper. You're going to write it down. You're not going to put it in your phone. You're not going to type a list. You're going to write it down, okay? And that's called a style plan. You're going to make a list of everything you want to buy, regardless of the price, okay? You're going to say, I want new makeup. I want new shoes. I want new bag, new this, new that, whatever. This is no different from a grocery list. And I also want to use the comparison that when people complain to me, I'm so overwhelmed, I'm so overwhelmed, department store, I don't know what to do. You got to suck it up and you got to get familiar with what brands you like and fit you best. This is not done in 30 minutes. This is what happens when you don't shop for 15 years. When I don't go to the grocery store that often, and then when I go, I don't go, oh my God, I'm so overwhelmed. I'm just not going to buy anything. That's ridiculous. It's the same thing in a department store. Every section is labeled. There are people that work there. You can go to the shoe department and buy shoes, to the jewelry department and buy jewelry. Just pick out something that you like. It might be a hit. It might be a miss, but just try. You're going to stick to your list. Not only are you going to write your list, you're going to stick to the list. And again, you're going to ask for help in the store. When things that you should buy are going to be things that you wear consistently everything that you need for everyday life. So you're not going to go in and buy a ball gown because you're not going to need that for your everyday life. I'm not asking you to jump off the bridge. I'm asking you to update what you have, okay? If you wear jeans every day, if you wear workout clothes every day, and the small side rant about workout clothes, I just had this discussion, meaning I was yelling at somebody about this. When you work out more than three days a week, even if you work out three days a week, your workout clothes, that is not somewhere where you can skimp, okay? Because if you're consistently exercising, you need decent workout clothes. That's not somewhere where you can skimp because that is part of your life. And if you're like me and you go to the gym and then you end up running just a few errands, people are seeing you. I want to look cohesive and not like I just rolled out of bed. Even though I kind of did just roll out of bed because I work out early in the morning, I still have an acute outfit, okay? 
When you understand the CPW, which is a little formula that I came up with, cost per wear, when you realize that each time you wear that item and you feel great in it, you're spending cents a day to invest in your well-being and your mental health, by the way. So when you break it down, it's really not overspending. If you buy a pair of shoes that are $300 and that is way out of your budget and super high, if you wear those shoes consistently all summer and you've worn them like 10, 15 times, you've gotten your money's worth out of those, okay? If you take care of them, you can probably wear them several seasons in a row. So when you think about it, $300 for something that you wear consistently is not overspending. Once you understand how to keep your wardrobe rotating, you're going to buy one to two things per month and you're not going to feel like you need so much and you're not going to have to spend all this money at once. See, that's what happens when I go to somebody's house to clean out their closet. They haven't shopped in 20 years. We have to get rid of everything because everything's outdated, right? So that way they're dropping thousands of dollars because they have let it fester and build up. When you keep your wardrobe rotating, you don't have to drop that much cash at once. And when you let your wardrobe go for years, all of a sudden, you know, you've been ignoring this knock on the head. And then all of a sudden you're like, "Mm, I probably should get something new. And then you feel out of style and behind and the sense of desperation, it worsens. Then you can, you know, you're at zero and then you have to start all over with buying brand new clothes and then it's too hard. Then I have my over shoppers. So y'all want to go to these big box stores because you think you're getting a deal. You know, you're going out and you're shopping. Maybe you're buying a gift for somebody. And you're like, oh, that's cute. That's on sale. If you're not shopping with intention, then that sits in your closet with the tags on it. So you just flush that money down the toilet, by the way. When you're too overwhelmed, then people give up. And when you don't shop for a long time, you have no idea what things cost and why they cost so much. And you also don't see the value of spending money on clothes. This is called a financial block, okay? This is a whole nother episode. I could do so many different episodes of why people don't shop and the excuses that they make. And when you have a financial block, you come up with every single excuse in the world not to spend money on clothes. Your kids, your parents, anyone that can throw you under the bus will get you out of spending money. Then you're back in your comfort zone. And honestly, your ego is going to do anything it can to keep you in your comfort zone. You really have to fight against that. And investing in your image, it takes the will. And believe me, honey, I will find the way, okay? I, I have had people that have literally told me to my face, no, 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 I can't spend that. And when I break it down for them, they see that it's not overextending. They see, "Mm, yeah, I really can't afford that. But when you try to suck it up in one slurp, it's too much. And then you choke, okay? I have lectured people, I've yelled, I've cried with people, I've held hands with people, I've talked to husbands, I've done everything in my power to get you to come over to my side and the side where you come first and you look fabulous. And I want you to think of it this way. It's like keeping up with a new car. That's how I explain it to guys. So if I'm style, if you're like, my husband looks bad, you need to take him shopping. Great. It's happened several times. It's just like buying a new car. When your husband doesn't want to buy new clothes because they don't see the value in that, you can drive your car for 20 years. Yes, you can. Okay, fine. But you're probably going to have to put money into that along the way. And if you trade your car in for a newer model every few years, you never have to worry about it breaking down. 
So don't wait until your wardrobe is broken and beat the fuck down to have to start repairing it. You're going to have a lot more work to do and a lot more money to spend. And everyone out there who's like, well, I'm still the same size. You know, I, I haven't gained any weight, bitch. I don't care. Okay. I mean, you cannot under any circumstances, wear the same clothes for 20 years because you haven't gained weight. Not on my watch. And the same thing goes back to the car, okay? You're going to get a new car when you're tired of your car or when it's so old, it keeps breaking down. You have to upgrade. And it's the same thing with your clothes. So the part of that question that says, well, no one dresses up in my area. All I have to say is, of course, duh. I get that. I understand. People say that when I try to coach people about what to wear for work. They're like, you don't understand. Nobody in my office dresses up. Bitch, I know no one looks good in your office. I know how bad they look, okay? But you're going to be the best looking one there. And it is human nature for people to do the bare minimum when getting dressed. I mean, the bare minimum, especially when you live in a very rural area or small town where where you're constantly seeing the same people every week. But you can break that chain. Just getting out of bed is a reason to get dressed. Even if your dog is the only thing that sues you all day. It is the same thing when people tell me, like I said before, especially during COVID, you know, it's really screwed people up with business casual because I used to talk about business casual clothing all the time. The world is very casual. And I believe me, I understand that. But people are so casual, they don't understand the difference. Okay. But you're going to be the best dressed because you're going to get dressed whether you go to the office or you don't. Otherwise, it's going to bring you down, bring you down, bring you down. Okay. so to recap, wanting something new is something that's empowering. It's not depleting. And when you deplete, deplete, deplete all the time, you have nothing to give to anybody. Forget your kids. Nobody. You have nothing to give. And especially if you feel guilty about spending money on yourself, then you're going to need to reevaluate your value. To your family. You need to fill your own cup and then you can fill others. And also, once you know how to dress in a way that makes you feel good, everything in your life is going to shift. Work, home, etc. People are going to start to ask you if you've lost weight, if you cut your hair, whatever. What's different about you? Because you're going to feel lighter and you're going to want to keep continuing to feel that way, which will encourage you to keep your wardrobe rotating, which will keep you practicing how to shop which in turn is going to get you to stop hating shopping, which makes you nicer. And when you're nice, you're going to be nicer to me. And when I'm nice, everything runs smoother. So guess what, insider besties? We're out of time. And I honestly don't think you're that sad about it. (laughs) I could be wrong, but look, consider me your personal cheerleader. I'm here to get you to evaluate your style and to get your ass back in the game. The world is waiting for you. And damn it, I'm tired of waiting for you, okay? Thank you so much to those people who wrote in, and I have certainly more questions that I can read, but I would like to address on the podcast. So please write in with your questions. Let me know what you need to know. Let me know what you're thinking and what you want to know about. I'm here for you. I have an episode coming up talking, you know, it's now the holiday season because Halloween's over. I have an episode talking about gifts and how to stop people from giving you shitty gifts. (laughs) That is another episode that I have coming up soon. That's going to be a big one. So thank you again for your submissions. I have more to go over. And if you know someone who can benefit from this, please make sure you share it. And I want to make sure I direct everyone to the Fashion Crimes Podcast website. Please like us on social media. That is very important. 
I really want you to know how much I appreciate your support. And I love the people who write in. I mean, it makes me so happy. It makes my heart happy. Okay. Please drop your email in the pop-up box on the Fashion Crimes Podcast website. So you can get all of this free fashion information delivered straight to your inbox every single week. This has been your hostess with the mostest, your favorite personal stylist. And as always, the only Holly you need to know. This has been the Fashion Crimes Podcast, and we are out.